My producer's mother has been retired for about 10 years. She always wanted to play an instrument. So, at the age of 74, she took up the saxophone. She even joined a band. Everyone thought it would last a couple of months and then she would quit. That was six years ago. Playing the saxophone became like an exciting new job. And when the shelter in place kicked in, she had to do it all at home. Producer Aaron Pettit decided to check in on her mom to see how her work at home plan was going. Hi, Mom. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Have you had a busy day? Yeah, it's been a busy day. It's been a good day. How was your day? Very good, thanks. Yeah. What did you do today? Well, started out with a walk this morning and then prepare for my music lesson uh, on FaceTime, which I do every Tuesday afternoon with my band leader, Emily. Where does where does Dad go when you're when you're practicing your well, saxophone? He goes for a walk often, or he goes downstairs on the computer, and I have all the doors shut so he doesn't hear me. Or he'll go out in the car. When the shelter in place kicked in, the thing that Aaron's mom missed the most was the thrill of playing with the band. So, she and her bandmates did what millions of us have been doing to connect. They leaned into technology. Each of the band members recorded their part, someone mashed it all together, and voila, the band is back. My name is Melanie Green. You're listening to Remote Works, an original podcast by Citrix. Businesses and organizations of all types are adapting to this new reality by looking at problems in new ways. For a lot of us, making the switch to working at home was pretty sudden. We adapted on the fly. But now, a lot of us are settling into it. We're getting up, making a cup of coffee, and bracing ourselves for our long commute down the hall to the home office. Look, every organization has their own obstacles to overcome. And when it comes to remote working, here's one of the biggest. How to keep the group connected while they're working apart. Especially when your work requires synchronization. Everything we're doing has to mesh together, even when we're apart. To do that, we have to use the right tools and technology. Which is doable for a lot of organizations. But for others, it can be a little tougher. You know, for those work teams where everyone has to perform in time with each other, everyone has to be reading from the same page, you all have to be in tune. No missed notes or it will all fall apart. Yeah, that's right, these guys. If there's one group that no one would have thought could have made the shift to working from home, it's an orchestra. Their challenge goes beyond that of a typical remote workforce. Their job is to be totally in sync. When the pandemic hit, as we went home with our notepads, monitors, and office coffee mug, musicians went home with their violins, flutes, cellos, and of course, bassoons. We all made this new commute from in-office to home. Symphony orchestras plan their sessions far in advance, sometimes years ahead. They are not designed for quick shifts in planning. They are used to performing, together. They need an audience, and they need a conductor. A full abrupt migration to remote work seemed impossible because their version of connectivity relies on being together. They are redefining what connectivity means to them today. 
we often sort of forget the individual players because we really are a team. And when we play in the symphony, our main goal is to play as a cohesive unit. Yumi Huang Williams is a concertmaster with the Colorado Symphony. Back in March, when concert halls around the world were closing their doors, the Colorado Symphony shut down too. It was tough for Yumi. She missed her friends and colleagues. When you're sitting together practicing for hours a day, you form some pretty powerful bonds. Because a symphony orchestra is a living organism that creates music in real time, in real space, with specific action and reaction and cause and effect in nanoseconds. So what we do is truly by osmosis at its highest level. So when you're a part of a team that tight, what do you do when you can no longer work side by side? No conductor, no fellow musicians, no audience. You find another way to make music. Colorado Symphony's artistic team decided that even though they had no shared stage and no audience, the show must go on. So they put together a virtual performance. They chose Beethoven's Ode to Joy from Beethoven's Symphony No. 9, each musician performing alone. Their performances were then merged and turned into a video that went viral. With the project like Ode to Joy, first of all, you're dealing with a piece that is universally known and certainly universally known to musicians um, from really probably one of the earliest tunes that you would know and learn is the Ode to Joy. We had a click track that allowed us to follow the same tempo so as to not create our own interpretations without it, you know. And then um, it was digitally put together magically by the tech people in our staff who did a wonderful job. While the members of this orchestra can't wait to get back together, this experience with remote work has them thinking about new possibilities. Like, what do we do and how are we going to come back together? When we do come back together, will it be in the full symphony setting? Will it be perhaps more chamber music, smaller, broken up groups that will still represent the Colorado Symphony? Will it be more virtual educational outreach? Will we be able to maybe make more virtual recordings um, in separate sections? We don't know yet, but I think if we can continue to just stay open-minded and positive, that more good can come out of this as well. Yumi's asking questions that we're all asking ourselves. Maybe it's not chamber music or figuring out how to score the next piece. We're trying to figure out answers to equally challenging questions. How do you transition a team to working fully remote, quickly and securely? How do you stay productive when your coworkers aren't sitting by your side? Who makes the coffee? We're still figuring out the answers, but I'll tell you something. When it works, it can be as beautiful as this. Meanwhile, a thousand miles north of Colorado, over the Rockies and across the Montana Plains and up into Canada, 
The work from home beverage is not coffee, but I do a lot of hot water with lemon to try and stay hydrated. <laughs> and, and the, the odd turmeric latte. Oh, uh, I make a really good turmeric latte. Really good. If anybody comes over, I'll, I'll, I'll make one up for them. Donovan Seidel and Jana Saylor live together in Calgary. Like Yumi, they're both classical musicians. Donovan is an assistant concertmaster of the Calgary Philharmonic Orchestra. Jana is a conductor and violinist. When the Calgary Philharmonic Orchestra went home to work, they set up their home office. In this case, computers and musical instruments co-mingle, as did the workwear in comfy pants. The secret's out. Even in the, the videos that I've been making, <laughs> I've been wearing my sweats on the bottom and yeah, a suit jacket on the top. <laughs> I'd usually like slippers or, or even better, bare feet, if, if the house isn't too chilly. Usually, this is the time of year that the orchestra would be right in the midst of their season. They had a night of Beethoven lined up, a Bach concert, and a special presentation of Broadway tunes. All that was put on hold. The entire orchestra was laid off. And then they were hit with more bad news. Well, we had just been laid off, and so lots of feelings come with that. Uh, In addition, our music director's father had recently died. So they came up with a plan a virtual performance to comfort their music director. And then things just kind of started growing, and they created something that connected with music lovers around the world. It's a real risk when uh, things go into a hiatus like this, where you lose contact with your audience. And, you know, we're, we're thinking about what happens afterwards, and we want to still have an, an, an audience to come back to. Um, we want them to come back to us. So uh, it was important to us to make an effort to connect, to choose a piece that embodied strength and resilience and love. What they came up with was the Quarantine Project 2020, the virtual performance that brought together members of the Calgary Philharmonic and the Edmonton Symphony. The learning curve for this project was steep, and without Donovan's technical skills, it wouldn't have been possible. With multiple audio editing tools, external microphones, and the ability to send and receive video from his colleagues, Donovan got to work. They chose a piece called Nimrod, Variation 9 from Elgar's Enigma Variations. Yeah, it's it's just uh, such a lovely, heartfelt uh, movement. it really just gets to you every time um, and makes you think about your own struggles and the struggles of your group, whatever community group you belong to and the struggles that you have and overcoming those struggles. Putting together their Elgar video was painstaking. Donovan had the technical expertise to take it on. The first step, video Jana conducting and send it out to 32 musicians. What ended up happening is I wrote myself sort of a modified arrangement of this variation and played all the parts that I needed in order to be music for her all the way through. Donovan played the entire score on his violin while Jana conducted him. All at home, just the two of them. We could have just done it with a metronome, and some ensembles have chosen to do that. But it just wouldn't have worked for this particular piece, we felt. They needed a much more kind of human connection, and the players needed to feel connected to me. 
It made it so much easier to conduct through once uh, Donovan was actually playing and we could co-create rather than just, like I said, conducting um, kind of statically without that, that interaction. Each of the 32 musicians recorded themselves playing to Jana's conducting and sent their video back to Donovan. He edited together the videos into a virtual recording of a full and finely tuned orchestra. It was three, three or four days straight that I was editing and uh, tweaking and putting additional audio tracks on, you know, that, that came in late. And, you know, you have to adjust the whole project when uh, more things start coming in. So I was doing that. I was trying to keep up to all the videos coming in. And it was certainly a sense of relief and release when we posted it on YouTube and it was done. So what does Elgar and all that have to do with working from home? Well, there are times when we don't really know exactly how we're going to get things done, but we just have to do it. It's easy to feel very, very isolated. So, you know, have your work time, but try and reach out and have some social time either online or go for a physically distanced walk or you know, get outside for sure. That's one takeaway that I even have to tell myself from time to time because I'm not great. I, I can sit down at my desk and just stay there for the whole day and work. And that's not so good for me. So you sort of realize your own limitations and what what is good for you and what's bad for you. So try and approach your work with balance because it's hard when you're home. Uh, there's no barrier from work life to home life because it's the same space. The Colorado and Calgary orchestras pulled their teams together online. Technology saved the day for them. For them, video, click tracks, sophisticated editing software created the feeling of immediacy and connectivity that they needed to perform in sync. You might think it would have been impossible, but we have the tools. We can create networks and connections across all sorts of distances and barriers. That's true teamwork. But what about people who are used to working autonomously? Andrew Liu is a teacher used to working on his own at Hart Middle School in Pleasanton, California. Ironically, it's this remote work from home that's brought Andrew together with colleagues he wouldn't otherwise have met. Here's what that sounded like. The first week of our shelter-in-place one of my colleagues at another middle school in the district sent me a text and said, hey, I think it'd be cool if we did a virtual ensemble sort of thing. Um, it'd be, you know, very cathartic and um, uplifting. And he was just wondering uh, if I had the skills to do it. The project pushed Andrew and the others into new territory as teachers. We ended up reaching out to all of the music teachers in the district and we just saw who was interested. And before we knew it, you know, we had 15 people signed up and we just started getting to work. Andrew was feeling the effects of being apart from his students and not being able to make music with them. Not being able to hear everyone else feels 
very lonely and it makes you really think about the kinds of interactions we have live as musicians. We're always responding to one another as we play, you know, non-verbally. But the technology they used helped. Andrew worked on the music video as a gift to his students in the hopes it would lift their spirits. This was the first time that we have all collaborated on such a large scale on a project like this. And it was really a lot of fun to get to meet new people virtually and kind of create a whole new network of friends. I don't think something like this would have come together if we weren't all stuck at home. Um, I think it's such a, a kind of a silver lining of our situation. Logistically, there were challenges. Luckily, people had their instruments at home, but there was still some room for innovation. Most of the instruments that were played were traditional band instruments like flutes and trumpets and trombones. But because of the shelter in place, we had a little bit of trouble finding some standard percussion instruments. And so instead of trying to find those instruments, we found alternative instruments, such as uh, water bottles with rice in them to create a shaker or trash cans. Uh, Someone also used a spoon and a pot to create a cowbell. At the end of the music video, the teachers had messages of hope for their students. Hi, everyone. It's Miss Phillips. I teach at Hurston at Minnich Hills and I've done so for 18 years. I miss you all very much. Everybody out there, keep making music. Samson and my piano. And I just played that and a trash can. You never know where you can make music. Bye. For Andrew, the response to the video made the long hours spent on the project worthwhile. The feedback has been so positive and so rejuvenating. You know, I I spent a lot of time working on uh, editing the video. Um, You know, I estimate that I spent maybe 36 hours total on all of the organizing and editing And to see such a positive response, to hear from colleagues, to hear from other teachers and to hear from our students and families, local and, you know, nationally was, even though it's such a terrible and not ideal situation, it it made me feel a lot more willing to give it my all. The video's success has given Andrew some new ideas for when he goes back to the classroom. It's really made me rethink the lessons I'm giving my students. This video has kind of acted as like a model for our students and how I want to proceed with them in my lessons. So I'm having all of them do a virtual ensemble much like this. While Andrew waits to go back to his students, he's sheltering in place at his parents' home in Palo Alto, California. You know, we all get along, luckily. Uh, We don't have any family drama. It's nice to have interaction and to have people who, you know, you can cook for, you know, you can do baking experiments with without having too much leftover, having to eat all the cookies and feeling bad about yourself. So you get to bake cookies and be the office hero. That's working from home. And here's what I learned from our musical MacGyvers. We've all been forced to change the way we work. Whether it's Algar or engineering, Beethoven or business, music and technology are the synergies in these stories. And without technology, these collaborations wouldn't have been possible. Industries have transformed the way they get things done. 
And yes, there have been a few glitches along the way. After all, failure is a part of success, but we're doing it. We are working from home and we get to bake cookies. You know what else I've learned? If an orchestra can succeed at remote work, then any of us can. You've been listening to Remote Works, an original podcast by Citrix. For more best practices, lessons learned, and the realities of supporting and enabling a remote workforce, visit citrix.com slash remote works. We'll be back with more. 